The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Welcome to B-Movies and Ebooks. I'm Craig Wade. <laughs> Brian Allen Delaney. And we are joined today with uh, Matt Shaw. The Matt Shaw. Again. 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 Uh, how, yeah, how many times is this now? I don't know. Uh, too many. <laughs> too many, you bastard. <laughs> uh, is it five? It's It's got to be at least five. You're definitely, other than just like friends... Are our most uh, recurring guest, like just people that we've known forever. Yeah. And I love how every time I come on here, it gets more professional each time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I think, yeah. And now he's he's been on more than Ryan C. Thomas now, right? Yeah, he was on three. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Ryan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't know though. Ryan might be back for uh, goosebumps. More goosebumps. I don't know. Yeah. We we may see. Son of a. Bitch. Oh my god! It's almost spooky month. It is almost spooky um, month. Hang on, goosebumps. What are you doing? Are you doing the film Goosebumps? No, no, no. Every October we only do goosebumps novels. That's yeah. all we cover, uh, okay. and the goosebumps TV show. <laughs> yeah. Basically, so, it's a so terrible Ryan, marketing plan. <laughs> so Ryan gets something fun. Yes. And you stitched me up <laughs> with a shit film. So, welcome back to B Movies. I'm Craig Way. This is Matt Shaw. And today we're reviewing a shit film. Yeah. That's kind of what happened. Yeah. <laughs> what is the deal with lately? We've been doing like made for TV family movies. I don't know. I was going to call it after school summer. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, how did this even start, and why did we keep doing it? Okay, it started whenever <laughs> we covered the after-school special, the day my kid went turned punk, and then that was a good one, though. Was it good? <laughs> I mean, it was a film, but after that, just remember all these shitty movies just started being like, yeah, we should cover that instead, instead yeah. of good stuff. Anyway, yeah, instead of good things. Um, so, so yeah, people might be wondering, uh, why, cause we didn't really give an explanation, but, uh, yeah, we haven't had a show in a month because of the hurricane. We yeah. were, we're on, we're in Houston and we got bombarded with hurricane stuff. Luckily, neither of our houses flooded out, but our family and friends did. And so that's kind of yeah. what we have been up to. Yeah. So the first week or the, the, we were supposed to have a show, the actual, like, week weekend that the hurricane hit mm-hmm. and then we didn't mm-hmm. um because you were evacuated yeah right and then um we postponed it again because we spent all weekend uh tearing people's houses apart yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah so, and now we're so back you, you say you're tearing people's houses apart to me that sounds like you're literally tearing their houses down well, I mean, it's like the all interior. the interior 
Yeah, you got to take out all the drywall and insulation. And oh, okay, because it's all sometimes. Broken. Yeah, sometimes furniture and stuff. Yeah, so, uh, okay. depends that on makes more sense. I just saw you know they've been flooded and now you're tearing their house down. That's a bit harsh. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh yeah, we weren't we weren't doing it to help. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these houses shows them for owing us money. <laughs> yeah, they they popped out to get supplies. You moved in, tore the house down, and then ran off laughing. Nice. Yeah, yeah it, it's nuts. Uh, now, Brian sat through the, the hurricane. I did not. I left town and just kept calling my neighbors. Is my house still there? Yeah. Good. Okay, good. <laughs> That's really good. I like it. So, more. Brian manned up and took the brunt of it, and you ran away screaming. Yeah, yeah. Screaming. <laughs> it annoyed my wife and daughter the whole drive. Just like, <laughs> yeah, you're four what, hours you driving. Your wife Dallas. and daughter with you? <laughs> I feel like you would have been Man, able to get we, out of there a lot quicker if you didn't. <laughs> if we get evacuated for anything in England, I am leaving my wife here. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'll pick up another one further down the line. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect time to uh, trade models. <laughs> <laughs> trade models. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I guess we should say what we're even covering today. We're covering Mad Dog by J.R. Park and the seminal family film, <laughs> <laughs> The Buttercream Gang. Um, now, Mad Dog should be out now, right? Like, originally, is, yeah. yeah, we were going to cover it, you know, a couple weeks ago before it was released, mm-hmm. but that didn't happen. No, it's so. definitely out. I, I bought a copy on Amazon. Cool. Because, uh, again, you I bought a copy. Bought a copy. Man, that bitch just sent me a copy. No, he, he sent- I was like, oh, Justin, that looks good. And he's like, oh, have a copy. And he sent it in the post. I've got a proper paperback of it and everything. Oh, and he signed cool. it. Just oh, wow. Yeah, no. Wow. It's on eBay now if anyone wants to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, signed next to it <laughs> as well. Uh, so, JR Park. Hey, hey Matt, Matt Shaw. <laughs> Ghost written. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So speaking we, of which, we, oh, go oh, ahead. No, go. Ahead. I was gonna say I was gonna try to keep us on track, uh, but whatever. Yeah, this is a fucking fu- hell. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, nothing, nothing. I was just gonna say you just came out with two new books, right? The game and what was the other one? Oh me, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> He's not talking to me. <laughs> I thought you two were having a little conversation. I was just leaving you to it. Uh, yeah. Um, what did I release? The game was definitely one of them. I'm, um, now is that a Hell's Reveal of the movie? Hell's Reveal. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I gotta say, I can't give a full review right now uh, because a I've learned my lesson not to give full, full reviews in front of authors. Although if there was one, I would give it in front of you. Um, but, oh great, that means it's shit. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm I'm really enjoying it, but I'm only sixty percent in so far. Um, and sixty percent into one of my books, so you're on about page five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's it's really good. It's kind of Running Manny, and I enjoy that. It's like Running Man meets Saw, but in good yeah, ways. Yeah, I had fun writing it. Um, I've come under quite a lot of. To be fair, I'm getting quite a lot of shit from every single angle at the moment with regards to my books. I think Amazon's got it in for me, um, and some of my ex-readers seem to be picking on the books now they're saying they're too violent and there's like one star reviews for the game saying it's too too violent and i'm like well 
you know me you know what you're signing up for yeah you i mean your books are known for being violent right i mean except for what was it hugs and kisses hugs and flowers oh flowers and hugs yeah just because amazon kept banning me so i was just like like, (laughs) fuck off i'll do this then (laughs) uh yeah so yeah you're getting shit from that i i also saw where there was an an author that you know is now putting you in his sights to one up you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah um Andre, his name was. I can't remember his surname. Actually, no, I do remember it, but fuck him. I'm not going to advertise him. <laughs> he, uh, he tagged both me and um, Rath James White in a post mm-hmm. saying, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to um, take Matt's style and do what he does and blah, blah, blah. And I did a nice reply saying, don't take my style because I sell <laughs> shit now anyway. Um, but, you know, find your own unique voice for the genre and work that to your advantage and be original. And he, you know, the next day he tagged me in another post saying, oh, I am going to be original. I'm going to put all other uh, extreme horror authors underwater. My first book deals with someone having a clitoris cut off. And I'm like, well, that's not original. No. You know, extreme horror, everyone goes for the genitals. It's, it's you know, it's the first thing you do, it's isn't it? low-hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like uh, genitals and eyeballs, they're always the easy targets. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So um, I, I just copied his status onto my own Facebook page and let everyone else run, run riot with him. Yeah, I, I was. That was enough for me. Making fun of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I gave up reading them. I thought I've done my work here. I've just, you know, I'm, I'm done. I'm moving on now. Now, because then I um, turned my attention to Stephen King. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, all right, speaking of which, I saw it. You saw it. Brian I has did not, not yet. Uh, no. I didn't see it. I saw a, I must have seen a different film um called Shit. I don't know. Yeah, you weren't a fan. Uh I thought you know it was what? amazing. I loved Pennywise. I loved Pennywise. Oh, the, the start was amazing. Pennywise was amazing, but because they blew their load so early on with Pennywise, I felt like they didn't really give themselves anywhere to go with it and it seemed to like repeat itself quite a lot. Yeah, I can um, see that. So, you know, it was an okay film, but I don't think it deserves the hype that it actually got or is getting. Uh, okay. Well, I haven't really read any reviews other than just friends saying they liked it or didn't like it, but um, I loved it. I, I loved the Losers Club. I loved the, the nostalgia, you know, the nostalgic angle for the <laughs> late 80s, uh, all that Losers Club uh, stuff. I loved the new Pennywise. I I will agree uh, that it really did kind of blow its load early. Also, wasn't really scary, which kind of was yeah, a more funny. It was you know? yeah, or just like actiony. I, I don't know. I but it wasn't bad in any way. Like I liked it a lot. But I'm I'm part of that camp. But uh, but yeah, I I'll tell you what. I don't know. I I need to see it without. We need to drinking, keep an though. eye. <laughs> Well, we need to keep an eye on that girl um, in the Losers Club. You know, the redhead? Yeah, she was a great actress. She did a great job. Absolutely great. Yeah, I actually, I really, there wasn't any bad child acting. But yeah, she was a strong point. The guy that from the kid from Stranger Things, uh, I thought did well. 
and then Bill, the stuttering kid, did really well as well. But uh, he, he did my head in. I actually wanted to <laughs> climb into the screen and bitch slap him. <laughs> no, uh, no, uh, no patience for first. Stutters. Um, I'm sorry. That was going to be a burp that caused me to stutter. But yeah, no patience for stutters. I guess. Do you know um, when I uh, when I used to actually work for a living? uh, I used to work in a cinema, Uh and there was a guy there, lovely guy called Nathan, and he stuttered like a bitch. (laughs) And every night they would put me on clothes with him. And I would have to train him up. So when you're training him, you say, you know, do you have any questions? And straight away, your heart sinks when he says yes. And it takes him six days to, you know, get his questions out. It's two o'clock in the morning. You just want to go home. Um, but I say, he's a good friend. He's, he's lovely. But it, it, that, that took my patience. At that time in the morning, no patience. But no, I just thought the stuttering kid in this, it's not the stutter that I thought was no good. I just thought, he was crap at doing it. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm going to be uh going back and watching it with my dad who wants to see it. He's been wanting to see it, but I went yesterday with uh, my wife and some friends and uh like I said, I drank while watching the movie, which may have made the movie better. <laughs> but, uh, but I have just thought of something else as well. You liked the film It, and you recommended the Butter Bollocks film to me. So. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Recommended? <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> you clearly... He's like, Matt, you've got to watch this. This is the shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that recommend is the right word, but yeah, it, it, we were covering it, but yeah, it's, it's a film. I've seen you it. You told me, you told me you have seen it numerous times. <laughs> oh, yeah. But like, I, as far as movies are concerned, I'm a total like sadist. Like, I, I, I like watching bad films more than good films, but I, uh, I don't know. But yeah, oh man, I'm gonna fly you out to the premiere of my film then. So when it's shit, at least someone at the end stands up and claps. <laughs> yeah, I won't clap for a film, but I definitely would be like, let's watch that shit again, <laughs> like right now. Rewind it, yeah. like in the theater. Yeah, that that will help me out. That will help me. That's fine. I'm 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 up for that. <laughs> yeah. So the premiere date is set for what was it? June twenty eighth. Am I just pulling that out of my uh, ass? June, June 29th. Yeah, June 29th. Pretty good. Pretty You're good. Close. Yeah. I'm a bit, I'm a bit worried, though, because the theater that I booked, I didn't realize this, it's got sofas instead of actual chairs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have, like, magazine people and distributors cuddling up to one another on these plush sofas, and they're probably going to think that's a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can you, like, bring your own beanbag? What? No. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I mean, I like watching my, my beanbag. <laughs> There's just one weirdo in the front with his own beer bag, uh, beanbag clapping at the shit film. Oh, ignore him. He's on day release. Yeah. Oh, man. So, real quick, uh, back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it does now have like the largest opening for a rated R movie of all time. 
Rated R or horror? It beat Deadpool. Rated R, horror, and September. Wow. It beat Deadpool? <laughs> That's yeah. narrowing it down quite a lot. <laughs> well, it's like three different categories. It's like the Olympics, you know, because they'll be like... Okay, so, so three different categories. It's yeah. not like Amazon, you know, .co.uk. Oh, no, no, no. Horror, Okay, yeah. so that's that's fair. Yeah, right. it's got like the highest rated R, highest September, and highest horror. Hmm. I can't believe it beat Deadpool. Yeah, by like over a million dollars. Jesus, I like the. I am a little bit jealous that people love it. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> but you no, know, because I there's all these like you know when Rogue One came out, I watched that and I wasn't a fan. Um, oh, I loved it. And you got all these other people that are super hyped about it. And I just wish I could get that level of excitement for these films. But when they come out, uh, I'm already caught up in the hype machine. So I'm expecting something great. When it started, the opening of it is fantastic. And I thought we are in for a great film here. And then it lost me. And I just want to feel the same excitement that everyone else feels. Yeah, I think that that's that's standard. Like, that's warranted. Mm. To feel that way. What I what I started doing with films that I really want to see is not paying attention to anything other than like stills or new trailers. Like no hype, yeah. no anything until I watch it. Because I'm like you as in terms of if shit is too hype, then I, I'm like, ah, I want to nitpick a lot harder on things whenever they're getting just universal acclaim. You know? Yeah. Well, funnily enough, I did that with uh, the film Get Out. Uh-huh. I knew nothing about that when I went to see it. And I guessed what was going on super early in that film, but I enjoyed the ride and I came out thinking, yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And that, or I, I try watching shit real early as well. Like if it's something I really want to see, I want to see it as soon as it is released or like as early as possible. Early I can make it work just so I don't hear it. Cause honestly, if yeah. if people start talking about it as if it's the greatest movie of all time, yeah, I'll probably be like, eh, you know, it's not. <laughs> but yeah, so I gotcha. I'm gonna do that with um, the film The Mother, or is it just Mother? Mother. I think it's just uh, Mother. Yeah, that looks so Mother good. with exclamation mark. Yes. Yeah, I want to see that. Yeah, a Jennifer Lawrence is fit. And B, I love the director and writer of the, the film, so I'm, I'm got, I've got high hopes for that. So day of release, I'm there, first showing I can. And you got one of those movie pass things, right? Those what? What? Don't you have like a movie pass where you pay one amount and get to see oh, whatever yes. movies a month? Yeah, I just got that. Yeah, I so I haven't gotten my card in the mail yet, unfortunately. Oh, loser. I know. <laughs> you you can go down with your email, though, can't you? And just uh, show the certain, email and walk in. Certain places. Oh, really? Yeah. How much do you pay a month for your cinema thing? What's it cost over there? Uh, $10. You bastards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just well, so released that here. Yeah. yeah, that's why I, I think ours would be like $25. If you do yeah. the exchange, yeah, $25 and we get unlimited films. Which is still a pretty good price. I, well, it's not ten dollars, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like I'm being robbed. <laughs> Dude, I uh, I'm just all about going to there's this shitty shitty theater where tickets are three dollars. Like anyway, and I'm not going to go to more than three a month because I don't have time. But like, that's what I do instead. So it, it's pretty bad. Oh. Kind of smells like piss sometimes. No, there's always I've at least to be one seat with cinemas. 
<laughs> Do what? I was going to say, there's always at least one seat with a garbage bag on it. Yeah, always. <laughs> yeah, and I cannot drag my wife to go with me to it. No, like... I have to like, <laughs> all right, we can do this, 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 and then you have to do that. Yeah. She she does not like that theater, but yeah, I'm all about yeah, it. Yeah, because she comes home scratching from it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. And it, it's got rumors that it's haunted. <laughs> so, yeah, there's always that. But uh, I guess that's enough news. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had news today. Too. Okay, all right. Well, let's do it. I want uh, to Brian's news. We'll just we'll just rapid fire him. Okay. okay. Uh, Blood Drive was canceled. That sucks. I, I know. I know you were a fan of that that show. I haven't uh, even seen the first episode yet. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet, but I, it looks like I would enjoy it. It's basically like yeah. like Death Race, right? Like the TV show. Kind of. Pretty much. Kinda. Yeah. Kinda. Uh, but I mean, it's it's like a lot more over the top, right? Um, and then uh, Drew Barrymore is producing a uh, purely made by women horror anthology show um, for the CW. <laughs> anthology show? Yeah, it's going to be an anthology cool. series called Black Rose, and it's going to well, be CW. like oh, um, it's like uh, second Warner tier. Brothers. TV, TV show. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, it's going to be completely written and directed by women. But I'm, women can't do horror. <laughs> Backs away slowly. <laughs> <laughs> and that was uh, Matt Shaw. You can find his books. <laughs> um, but, well, I mean, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. I'm down uh, for we, any anthology show that comes out. Like I, I know, love them. So, okay, that's good. Yeah, was that yeah. all your news? Y- yeah, well, <laughs> part of it was gonna, well, no, part of it was going to be it, uh-huh. and so like we kind of stepped on that one. Mm. But then I ha- I had three pieces of news this week. That's crazy. Hey, have y'all seen trailers? <laughs> uh, whenever I was watching it, they showed a trailer for Happy Death Day. Have y'all seen that? I have seen a poster for it. So and that was it. It's like a slasher movie version of uh, Groundhog Day, where the day keeps repeating, but at the end of every day, she gets murdered by a masked killer. I've seen the trailer. Yeah, that looks fun. Yeah, it, it doesn't look good in any way, but it looks just fun. <laughs> I thought like, it looked good. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it looks it looks like it's going to be a fun movie, though. Like, I'm, a popcorn I'm film, pretty, as I call them. Yeah. Yeah, the only bummer. Popcorn, turn your brain off. Yeah, the bummer about it though is that it's PG thirteen. So, yeah. oh fuck that then. Don't bother. <laughs> fuck that forever. I hate it. <laughs> I, I, I'd hate that film. You know, I started like recently uh, watching a bunch of the old like PG thirteen horror movies that I haven't actually seen just because mm-hmm. I wrote them off. Like I watched the first two Conjuring's the other day. And those are rated R. Oh, oh are they? Yeah, they're PG thirteen. They're rated R. Are they? Yeah, because uh, people were pissed. For w- why? Uh, for fright. That's dumb. Yeah, uh, I liked Conjuring. It, yeah, me too. I mean, I, it's shit, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed number two more than number one. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Number two was uh, I like better. I didn't like Conjuring one. I don't know why. But I liked it because, well, like, um, we talked about it before. Like that whole franchise, Conjuring slash Annabelle stuff, has crossed a billion dollars. 
in in sales yeah like with this new one so i was like i'll give them a shot see what they see what they're like um i want to know how much money they're gonna lose now that they're being sued what yeah they're being sued for 800 million right uh yeah unless they can unless they can prove that ghosts are real (laughs) 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 that's literally the corner they painted themselves in because they had the rights to cover what the book demonologist right wasn't that it anyway they basically they had the rights to only do a certain amount but then they started spinning off and doing other shit and uh-huh. and they yeah. didn't have the rights for that so that guy's like look y'all owe me all this because the book that y'all had the rights to didn't cover all this and they're like no but this actually happened so we can do it and he's like all right prove that it actually happened otherwise <laughs> it's a book that i own the rights to yeah Yeah. all right yeah so this seems like the wrong gamble to do in like a a court situation yeah so the conjuring was rated r for sequence of disturbing violence and terror and there was all these articles written at the time about really you got a rated r just for being too scary Okay, so then maybe I was just under the impression that it should have been a like I like I like insidious was like PG thirteen yeah yeah and that's by the same director right yeah oh that was shit that's that's next on my list uh I like part one I'll call I've got a film that must be PG thirteen over there because it's only a PG in this country but it scared the crap out of me Um, arachnophobia yeah PG thirteen with John with John Candy yeah man. Goodman. Yeah, man, that scared me. I hate spiders. Yeah. 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 I love that film. But yeah. Wait, I, I said I just said John Candy, John Goodman. What am it, I doing? I know, dude. It would have been better with John Candy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Uncle Buck. <laughs> was, Fighting spiders. Was he dead by the time that came out? Probably. Uh, <laughs> way to bring it down. <laughs> huh? <laughs> so he, he wasn't. He was on his way to being dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because arachnophobia was what, like early nineties, right? No, was it that early? I feel like it's eighty nine. I could be wrong. Could easily be wrong. But yeah, I saw it in theaters when I was six. Nineteen ninety. Seven years old. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to Google that now. It's One of us is gonna be professional. Oh, he's done it already. already Bollocks <laughs> yeah, I always just let Brian be professional. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> But um, well, there's our dead air. Y'all want to go to uh, do one of the books? Oh, John Candy died in '94. Oh shit! So he could have done arachnophobia. He there's probably there's some alternate universe where John Candy did arachnophobia, and that's the only difference. And it's probably way better than this universe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will be back with our review of which one are we doing first: Mad Dog or Buttercream Gang? Let's do Mad Dog before I um I don't want to lose the will to live before I review the book. <laughs> All right, we will be back with Mad Dog by J.R. Park. Two versus three, nerds with beers and opinions. A podcast on the B and E network, hosted by Cody O, Kyle Hodge, and Greg Moser. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Episodes available at iTunes, Stitcher, and <laughs> Episodes available at the B and E Network. <laughs> Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher. 
and giggle fits. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and bmoviesandebooks.com. All right, we're back. We are talking Mad Dog by J.R. Park. Okay, so a quick summary is Mad Dog Mooney was a ghost story, a legend that spooked even the most hardened of criminals. But when he came to Darkdale Prison, he proved all too real. I'm just going to leave it there because it goes on for him for, like longer and longer. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Fair enough. What's weird is my wife just sent me like a link on, on Facebook uh, that's like about werewolf panic that was in Europe before the Salem witch trials, like in in the 1500s. Weird. It's just like weird how sometimes that sort of thing happens. Like where we, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, I mean, just like uh, no. I mean, like we're we're reading a book about werewolf books, and then like instant, like while you're doing the description. I get a link. I'm sorry, guys. I just wanted to bring you into my life. I'd be more impressed if a werewolf burst in a room. I'll be honest. <laughs> you know, the missus sending you a link. Just not as exciting. <laughs> sorry. I just thought it was interesting how it was just both werewolves. Well, yeah, I thought but... it was more interesting when last time I was on, Craig's missus came in in the background and gave him a plate of bacon. <laughs> that, that is true. I'm waiting for my other plate. Uh, come on, Kels. <laughs> pull through <laughs> uh yeah Find out your lead. so i guess i should have read more <laughs> of the summer <laughs> well i mean it, it's it's essentially um a werewolf is in prison mm-hmm. right and it is the uh eyewitness accounts of that yeah of I mean, other there's, people there's, that have crossed his path yeah. Because it's set up like a documentary. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was really clever. The way... Okay, so... um, Before I got, like, into the book, okay? I'm not a fan of most werewolf tales. Not really a big werewolf mark. I don't know why. I I don't know if it's just because they've been played out. Yeah. Not a fan of that. Uh, After, like, page two, I was like, oh, man, the way that this is, like... These accounts are set up... I don't really know that I'm going to get into this. And and then, totally, d- d- despite those odds, the book totally won me over. Um, I, I absolutely love the way that the accounts uh, were going, like the way that it, it was actually written very unconventionally in these firsthand accounts, like interviews with these people. Um it really lent itself to being kind of cinematic. And, yeah. And the way that this werewolf in the story was, was set up, absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. But, no, I mean, it's yeah, like um, the book World War Z. Yeah. It was like that, but done for werewolves. Mm-hmm. But um, I haven't read World War Z, but it's more like like complete letters and stuff, isn't it? Or is it transcripts like this? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's letters, transcripts. Uh, what was these like a mixture of things? Yeah. Um, but it's that kind of story. So you're not actually following the story as it happens. It's all accounts after the fact. Yeah. Um, which yeah. Mad Dog was as well. And I like that because as you said, I'm, I'm bored shitless of werewolf stories. You know, everyone's doing a werewolf story. So when Justin said he was doing one, I was a little bit, 
okay, well, I'm a big fan of the guy's writing. Let's see what he does to it. And I just love the fact he tried doing something um, completely different from his other books, but also different from what everyone else was doing with the genre as well. Yeah. Yeah, I I totally, totally agree. Um, Now, Justin... uh, J.R. Park, Justin, he, he was on our last uh, podcast. He reviewed Womb with us. And actually, that's how he ended up reviewing this. After the show, very unprofessionally, I was like, hey, you got any books we could review? <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. Uh, but, uh, you know, I we always do a very honest review. So, it kind of put us... In, in an awkward position, begging the books off <laughs> if if we weren't going to like it. So I was very, very happy that uh, that it, it turned out to be something that I really, really loved. I loved... Uh, it, 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 I hate to use the term cinematic, but it totally felt like a cinematic experience reading this. No, the whole time I was reading it, like it played out like a documentary in my head. Mm-hmm. Like you could see, you know, the interviews with people, you could think about like, um, artist representations or like even, yeah. uh, like closed circuit TV, you know, like if they got footage from the prison and stuff like you, like, that's the way I saw it in my head. It was really, really evocative of that, you know, like it, it really played out that well. And, um, there were parts of it that were so for some like he he didn't go on to links about like describing um you know like the corridors of the prison or whatever but everything felt so claustrophobic mm-hmm. somehow like without going over the top like describing how claustrophobic it was everything seemed like it took place in these small enclosed or, or not all of it but you know like it felt enclosed and it felt like actually scary you know like you're trapped in this little space with I think it's, a monster because he was being really minimalistic with the characters yeah. um and so when when we went back to one of the scenes like there was um, a scene where the guy's in his cell and some other guys come in and basically they're not very nice <laughs> when that scene happened i don't want to give it away because it's yeah. absolutely brutal yeah. to read um but because there's no other voices outside of that room that's what mm-hmm. helps bring it in and make it claustrophobic and yeah. you were literally just dealing with this character and what he is seeing happen within the room next to him. And you're just like, yeah, this isn't nice. I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it didn't hit me how, okay. So the details were pretty much there only when they needed to be there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because it's people telling these stories. Yeah. Uh, you know, no one tells a story like, and so then I, I went out and the lush leaves fell out. You know, nobody is like <laughs> sitting there telling the story the way that a normal uh, book would actually read. So <laughs> yeah. a- anyway, but it hit me whenever they start talking about climbing the North Tower or, or going over to the North Tower and how in shambles that was, that I was like, I was like, holy shit, they hadn't really ever gotten into the description of the North tower, but by just following this account, like, boom, I'm there like in my head already visualizing exactly Mm -hmm. it. So yeah, I, I don't know. It was, it was a insanely, insanely, uh, interesting book. Like as far as, uh, how unconventional in, in terms of the writing style and the genre, 
You know, it's not a conventional werewolf tale. And yeah, I'll be honest. I think if he wrote it a normal way, so, you know, like the, a normal structure with a basic narrative, he said, she said kind of thing. I don't think it would have been very good. Um, I think it needed the way he told it to make the story work. Mm-hmm. I think if it played out like a, you know, just like a normal, for example, Stephen King style story of setting a scene and everything, I just think it would have been the same as everything else we've read before. So the style that he chose was really important to get it right. Uh, so I'm glad that he did get it right. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. <laughs> now see i haven't read uh world war z either but i have watched the movie so i assume they're the same right i can't believe you both never read world war z uh my roommate at the time whenever it came out he was always trying to get me to read it but uh no and he for some reason uh i don't know i'm not big into zombies anymore like and haven't been since like I don't know, 05. So, I don't know. I've never... I don't know. Yeah, you need to forget about zombies. Like this, uh, like Mad Dog um, did something different with werewolves that made it interesting again. Um, World War Z did the same with zombies. You know, it made it interesting. It's not The Walking Dead. Um, You know, it's it's a very clever book. And, you know, when you if you did read it, even if you read the first few pages, you would definitely see similarities between World War Z and uh, Mad Dog. Oh, okay, well, maybe I'll crack it open. I have it somewhere, I believe. I think that makes it even worse. You've got it, and you just didn't bother reading it. I, I have a lot of books I haven't gotten around to reading, but yeah, yeah, good stuff. <laughs> but, right. I know, I know, we can't talk about it as such because I don't want to give spoilers to everyone else. But what did you think of the ending? The turn, I knew exactly where it was going. Yeah, really? I thought mm-hmm. I thought it was going to do something slightly different um but it ended up about like what i was expecting okay so i oh go ahead i finished it and as soon as i finished it i immediately because i was i was reading it in the bath i immediately uh (laughs) whatsapp justin and i was like dude what the fuck I was like, so such and such and such and such. And he went, he came back and went, well, no, blah, blah, blah. And gave his version of things. I was like, oh, okay. And every, you know, I just had so many questions. And um, then I, was, I, I thought, I'm going to have to reread this. Yeah. Well, uh, Upon Waking was kind of like that too, in the, ter- in the sense that there's a, there's a twist and it's like, well, shit, now I kind of want to reread all of it, you know? But, um, <laughs> But, uh, okay, so you had messaged me this morning. Uh, it was 6 a.m. over here. Or... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, and so I, I was in the middle of reading it. Um, and because you said something about, like, implying that there was a twist, that's when I started guessing, okay, what could the twists be? And, that, and so I, I caught on uh, at about the 50% mark. But without you... Saying something about that, I, I wouldn't. I would not have guessed it. So, hello. I just, hello? I just, I just need to reread it now. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can now. You, you cut out for a second. What were you saying? Yeah, I, 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 as soon as I finished it, I just thought, yeah, I'm just gonna have to go and reread it. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. So, uh, yeah. Brian, Brian, you got anything? 
more to say about it? Well, I mean, I don't want to go too far into detail because we're, you know, I don't want to really spoil anything. Um, but no, I mean, I think, I think we hit all the, the major points really is it's, um, it is, I mean, see, I'm, I'm the opposite camp though. I love werewolf stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why I'm just a sucker for it. Right. Um, but this was a really refreshing take on everything. And I do agree that, you know, it m- wouldn't have been as effective if the narrative structure wasn't the way it was. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, like it was it was really effective, too. Uh, and it was it was very strange because there are some parts um, where, you know, it's a transcript of what they're saying or like, you know, like it's basically like reading as odd as this is going to sound like the screenplay for a documentary. Yeah. Right? <laughs> is, is what it, what it sounds, what it reads like. And there are some parts where, uh, you know, at the beginning it's a little disjointed, mm-hmm. but you get into the, you get into the, the stride of it because like the main character, Oh God, I forgot his name, like Jimmy or something. Yeah, Eads, right? Yeah, yeah. Where like he'll be saying something, and then it'll just like intersperse like uh, doctor's tapes, right? And yeah. then he'll just go right back into what he was talking about, and it'll intersperse like other like lawyers' comments and and things. Um, and at first, it's a little disjointed, but then everyone kind of has their own feel to them, you know, and you can you can tell really who's talking mm-hmm. you know and everything and it's um it's really well done you know yeah i, so, I tried reading you. a chapter without reading the person's name like not a uh-huh. chapter but a few pages like just yeah. going into the dialogue without doing it to see if i could tell who was speaking and then i turned back to see if i was right and yeah i, I agree everyone has their own voice yeah so yeah tell you what i want to see from justin now um there, there's a scene in this which involves um, a pool cue. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. But it it shows that he has got a great, great voice for extreme horror. And I want to see him let loose on a really messed up extreme horror book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd like to see that. I mean, I would consider Upon Waking extreme horror, though, right? The, the 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 scene in Mad Dog with the pool cue stuck with me a lot more than anything in Upon Waking. Oh, really? <laughs> as I was reading, as I was reading this this book, that particular scene, I was like, "Man, what what was he smoking when he wrote this? This is disgusting." <laughs> now I was real sleepy whenever I was reading that scene, but I mean, all that happened was they just played pool, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's right. They just played pool, um, and and he missed a shot. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, but you can imagine like, how extreme horror. Uh, yeah, no. Anyway, but uh, no. yeah, I, I agree. Like that was an extreme part. As soon as they uh, mentioned the pool cue, I was like, "Oh god, this isn't gonna. This is gonna go somewhere dark, though." <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, like anytime you're in prison and a broom or a pool cue is introduced. <laughs> Not, not it's a just good... the descriptions used for him. I was like, "Yeah, he's he's enjoying himself with this scene." I can tell. <laughs> just he's clearly had a, he's clearly had a bad day at work. <laughs> he's come home and he's venting. This is just inventing. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Um, 
Well, uh, I mean, I, honestly, I can't really say much more without giving anything away. Uh, do y'all have anything else to say about it? No. Just going to buy it. Yeah, yeah. I would highly recommend buying it. Um, re- or ratings. Okay. Uh, I would say this is a four, four and a half in that territory. Four, four and yeah. a half out of five somewhere. I, I, you know what? I'm going to land it on a four. A very, very strong four out of five. <laughs> so decisive. <laughs> yeah. Are, are you done? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I am. Um, I'd say four and a half. You know what? I'm going to change it to a four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it a one and just tell you guys to buy my books. The reason being <laughs> is I messaged Justin before the show and I said, if he transfers me five grand, I'm going to give him a good rating. And if he doesn't, I'm going to give him a shit rating and he hasn't given me any money. So fuck him. It's a shit book. Don't buy it. <laughs> um, but I did review it on Amazon and on Amazon, I gave it four out of five. Wait, uh, can we get in on those sort of deals? <laughs> try it try it message him now just go here justin we're, we're hey. in the middle of the podcast yeah we'll, we'll review uh maybe that guy that wants to take you down oh maybe he needs some ratings so. <laughs> someone did you see the bit that someone shared on this book and um, that I he wrote did. She, she was shaking like an epileptic having a steam <laughs> your phone or you cut out big time on that <laughs> I, I i got it <laughs> but yeah i so i mean like <laughs> i definitely saw the screenshots of somebody on that thread uh dissecting the sample chapter <laughs> it, it was amazing but yeah, yeah. all right re- review that one next <laughs> i'll just review the sample chapter it's a 12 dollar ebook what yeah Twelve dollars on ebook. Uh, unless I'm reading something wrong, yeah, I think it was a twelve dollar ebook. You sure it's like not one twenty nine, and you just got off a decimal place? <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> uh, numbers Let, aren't. Let's my take this point. to the next level. If that is twelve dollars for an ebook, what a cunt! <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> what what's the guy's name? I'll beep it out if you know it. <laughs> Uh, oh, hold Andre. on, we'll wait till the break. We'll wait till the break. Uh, 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 yeah, I want to make sure that it is twelve dollars. Stephen King, <laughs> <laughs> not not Stephen R. King. You've seen that guy, Stephen right? J. King, this time. Uh, you, you, Brian, are you aware of that guy? The Stephen R. King. Yeah, it's a guy that pretends like for a long time he was another Stephen King, just Stephen King, uh, and he writes <laughs> books. <laughs> and people get him confused, but I think now he's Stephen R. King. Sometimes he's Stephen J. King. Anyway, yeah. Huh. Are they any good? Uh, no. Not by the reviews. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone's like, what the fuck happened to Stephen King? God damn. <laughs> like, everyone's all just mad. <laughs> yeah. I like the fact that people, this isn't Stephen King. What, what you couldn't tell from the um, blurb on Amazon. <laughs> you couldn't tell by the shit cover it's not actually Stephen King I'm sorry but you deserve to lose your money you mong <laughs> <laughs> alright well we will be back with our review of the buttercream game I cannot oh wait God. <laughs> just tune out now <clears throat> 
Would you please remove your podcast from the internet? It doesn't help the world in any way. You don't possess those skills. What a sad life way to express yourself to your peers. Mel suggested we record a promo for Barely Living the Dream, our podcast about independent filmmaking straight from the trenches. I suggested we read some hate mail, you know, to keep us humble. This one, I this one uh, was I'm right after the place where it was free. Now, if I can get any sound effects, talk about a movie that doesn't go anywhere. Join us as we talk about making movies and living the dream. Barely. New episodes available every couple weeks. When we aren't on set. Only on the B&E Podcast Network. Available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and bmoviesandebooks.com. How do you think you guys sound like total fools? We are back. We're back. We're talking Buttercream Gang, and this is a film from 1992. Uh, The summary, which is... A made-for-TV film. <laughs> was it made? I don't think it was made for TV, was it? I almost. It shouldn't have been made. It doesn't matter whether it's made for TV. Well, it was a di- direct to video. Uh, okay, direct to video. Okay, so since there's not an actual summary, oh, hold on, <laughs> hold on, I'll be right back. He's getting a VHS. Oh, oh my god, he is. He's gonna go get his VHS copy and read the back of the damn thing. That's exactly when I come out there. Yeah, when I come out there to that convention right, next year, that. I'm gonna slap the shit out. Of him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually gonna fucking just slap him right in the face. <laughs> All right, so uh, I got the VHS, so I'll just read the. Yeah, no, we knew that's what no, you were doing. we didn't guess. Uh, okay, so summer for 14 year olds. Scout, Pete, and Elvin, <laughs> and Lanny. Hold on, these kids' names are oh Scott, Pete, Elvin, and. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But no, one of their names is Lanny. Rumor Scout and Tallulah. (laughs) Summer for 14-year-old Scott, Pete, Eldon, and Lanny means having fun and helping those around town. The boys become known as the Buttercream Gang, a term coined during the early days of Elk Ridge when the local minister asked boys to help window to help widows. Okay, sorry, this is a shitty font. Okay, it's real thin, but to ask boys to help widows turn their cream into butter. Then Pete makes some new friends and forms a very different kind of gang. But Scott, Eldon, and Lanny won't give up on their friend, and they strive with the help from their community to bring Pete back to his former values. Will they succeed? Oh, this is a moving story of love <laughs> and devotion to friends to friendship. All right, and then it comes complete with a parent's guide. When someone wrongs you, <laughs> which Are takes you more courage to this? fight? <laughs> which takes more courage to fight? How or long to... is this case? <laughs> <laughs> this is like a fucking book. <laughs> well, he said he was going to read the parents' guide. Yeah, this is it. What takes more courage to fight or to find another way to solve differences? Does doing what's right always bring immediate results? We can see when we don't like ourselves. How do we usually treat others? Why? Why did Scott give Pete his bike? <laughs> 
<laughs> what does unconditional love mean? All right, so that is the Buttercream Gang from 1992. <laughs> I feel like me and Brian are much, much happier about this than Matt. Why did she read that whole thing? <laughs> I've got two questions. Uh-huh. Right. I've got two questions before we even start. Right, okay. hold that case up. All right, yeah. hold on. Firstly, how the hell did that get released like that the case i can't describe how shit it actually is but there's three guys in a polaroid picture holding their friend hold on whoa whoa, whoa. dude dude hold on that that picture is a major plot point okay and shit (laughs) okay but also this is a variant cover i have the other cover in the garage (laughs) i have two copies and the other one is much much more cinematic the the other one's like painted Right. That was my other co- uh, my other question is why the hell do you own this? Okay. So, <laughs> like I said, um I I like watching bad films and so one day I bought this and a movie called The Little Marines <laughs> because I read these as a kid or watched them as a kid and um I remember them being cheesy as hell so I bought them. And for some reason, like, especially when I was in my early 20s, when I'd have people come over to the house, we'd just, like, drink beer and watch these kinds of movies. Not that anyone was excited. I would just put it on. Is this or is this not right, Brian? Yeah. Oh, you no. Don't have we, watched, friends, do you? We, <laughs> we watched Little Marines way more times than we should have. Yeah, one time <laughs> uh, I, I was at someone else's party, and they had a web TV at the time. You can... It, this was like the early days of being able God, to web go, TV. yeah, to go on YouTube and shit on your TV, and I put it on a loop of just saddest thing ever and watch the party die. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, and that was the last. Tell me you're not going to show your daughter this film, The Buttercream Gang. I might. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, so. The reason I have two copies is my friend Peach, every time he runs across a copy, he buys it and gives it to me. I actually have three, but I can't find the other copy. What a friend. I wish I had a friend like that. <laughs> it's only this film. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm just going to say this now. When I fly out there for that convention, if you bring a copy of that film with you, mm-hmm. I am going to cut you. Okay. <laughs> Can I get a signed one? Signed by the Matt Shaw. Yeah, game. but you'll have to you'll have to reach up into your ass to get it out again. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um so yeah, the plot of this film, it really doesn't like all they are, they're like do-gooders. Plot? Right? That's about do- it. Yeah. They're do-gooders. I mean, and honestly, I, I mean kind of, Oh, do what? They're the kind of kids you want to beat up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just sticking their nose in other people's business, going, "Oh, let's go and help them out." Even when they're not asked for help, they just rock up. We're here to help. Fuck off, yeah. you creepy little turds. Now, so, oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, like, and and it's it's creepy real weird turds. because <laughs> you know it, it said that this buttercream gang was started in like World War Two, mm-hmm. right, to help, uh, I guess, war widows churn their butter. Right. And and so it's like they help the elderly a lot. Right. And there's one point where they're at a baseball game. This is really early on. And they leave yes. the baseball game 
to go help the old widow Jenkins who has fallen over. Yes. Right. But, but the thing is this little girl runs and goes and gets them. Right. But she ran across town and there's like basically like a montage uh, pretty much of them riding their bikes back through town, like yeah. way far away. Right. Why didn't she get the cops? Well, or now any of the other adults. Now we know I what think happened. The montage was done in real time as well. <laughs> I think we literally followed them the whole. It was like a ten-minute montage of them yeah, cycling their bastard bikes. And I was like, it, it really just was. fast forward, fast forward. Well, now we know what happens whenever you, old people push that life alert button. <laughs> it gets, the it gets a little kid. Yeah, it summons the buttercream gang. Uh, yeah, I also found it hilarious that they were making fun of that commercial in this film. Like, yeah, you eventually. guys, y'all, y'all, y'all do that. Like, y'all help old people, and then they're making fun of. Them. Yeah. Okay. But that was after Pete came back. So I mean this in all seriousness. Was the little blonde kid John Elway? <laughs> what? <laughs> Didn't he look like John Elway? Are you uh, talking about Scott? I don't know. <laughs> he was probably lame. Hang on a minute. So you've mentioned the old widow that fell over. You yeah. haven't mentioned how they helped her. Oh, they picked her up. Right? <laughs> well, no. no, it's how they get in the house. They oh, tie rope around them, and then the fat kids hoik the, the the skinny kid up to the second floor so he can crawl yeah. in through a window. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and then he goes and opens the door first before like really attending to the old lady. But and and I'm pretty sure like maybe I was just, you know, didn't hear it correctly, but I'm pretty sure whenever he opened the door, he was like, it's open. Like they didn't check the door first. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What it seemed like. Yeah. But but yeah. But also, do you notice um, uh, about the widow Jenkins? They were like, oh, we're going to help her the same way we helped her last year. Okay, so (laughs) implying that this has happened again, like happened, but happened like the exact same way before. And then I'm going to spoil a little bit here at the end. Right. No, you're not. (laughs) At the end, um, like it ends with them going to help the widow Jenkins again. Right. Because she had fallen over. But here's the kicker. It was a year later. So every wow. year on yeah. a certain day, she falls over. Mind blown, dude. <laughs> it's like it's like the creeper coming back. He yeah, sleeps for X amount of time and then just falls over. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God there's kids there to help it. <laughs> it would have been a completely different movie. Did y'all notice? Okay, so <laughs> Pete, their friend Pete, who was the leader of the buttercream gang, he moves off and he joins a real gang, right? Yeah. In Chicago. Yeah. Okay. So he, and they're basically like the Foot Clan from Ninja Turtles. Pretty much. Are are you finding that? Well, I mean, less skateboarding, but yeah. So, and then he skips school one day. He tells his aunt uh, about his day, and his aunt just brings up that his parents are dead. And then there's like this lull. (laughs) Well, well, because he mentions it earlier in the movie. Yeah. Because, like, one of them, like, Scott says something to him or whatever, and he's like, Yeah, but I don't have any parents or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. There was just like a lull. And then, so he starts like dressing up in like 
instead of t-shirts, he dresses up in button downs. Right? Oh, no, he, he dresses like a little homies figure. Yeah. You remember, you remember those things? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he wants to change his name from Turner to his mom's maiden name, Valdez. Mm-hmm. Badass. Yeah. W- watch out, everyone. We got a badass on our hands. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, one of my notes just says, painting fences? What fucking puds? <laughs> I have a, I have notes about them painting a fence too. <laughs> well, it, it was just notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Well, no, because like, all right. So Pete was the former leader of the Buttercream Gang. I don't think we mentioned that, right? And he leaves, and he he leaves Scott in charge. And then, like we said, he falls in with a bad crowd. And then he comes back for like the summer, right? So it's been a couple months at least. Um, he comes back for the summer. And he's changed, right? And then there's this montage because somehow Pete finds other kids in this in the town to make his new gang, mm-hmm. right? Because those weren't the same kids from Chicago, right? Oh no, no, no! no I think, yeah, are... they were just random kids that were also in that town that he formed another gang with. Yeah, right. Well, and I'll then there's join his gang. Yeah, Easily. well, there was there was this amazing montage that was splitting between what the buttercream gang was doing and what Pete's new gang was doing. And it was amazing because it was like Buttercream Gang was painting fence. And then Pete was like tagging things with uh, spray paint. And then like they fixed some flowers or something and Pete and his gang ran their bikes through it. Right? Uh, actually, no, wait, that was the second montage. Sorry. There's a second one that's exactly the same. Um, but then the best one was where they just like, exploded a trash can (laughs) and like everything caught on fire and they just ran (laughs) but well you know he was playing with fire type things because you had that dance sequence as well like i don't know i can't remember like some sort of school dance prom thing yeah where the guy's dancing with a girl and then he comes along and throws bangers through the window yeah Mm -hmm. like you know that was that was very dangerous don't try that at home kids could have hurt someone (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, I'm just reading other notes. It says, now Pete's lighting stuff on firing, uh, fire and stealing stuff. And then he challenges the creamers to a fight with an explanation. <laughs> uh, all right. Aww. Yeah. Okay. So he also ambushes a baseball game. Uh, yeah. And, and keeps. That was the like, worst thing he did in the whole show. Yeah. He, he's just like, you know, <laughs> you guys suck balls and stuff. While no, just to Scott. Yeah. And then Scott gets pissed at at Pete's grandpa, who's attending yeah. this game for no reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a little town. That's probably the only thing they got going on. <laughs> yeah. And, and plus, like, obviously, the Buttercreamers had helped those old people, mm-hmm. right? And so, of course, they're going to support the Buttercreamers by going and watching their Little League game. Yeah. So, really, above all, this is a tale of <laughs> friendship. It's, it's a, very Shakespearean in a way. It's a tale of, <laughs> uh, you know, the unconditional love. Are you just reading the back of the thing again? <laughs> yeah, why did Scott give Pete his bike? <laughs> um, yeah. It, Is that supposed to be like study disqu- discussion questions you're supposed to have with your children? I think so. It's parents' guides. Maybe they're just yeah. asking the parents to see if they understand. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, this this is this is made by like 
a religious company, right? It's for families. Is the a feature films for families production? Yeah, no. for assume. families. This film makes me want to be an orphan. If that's for families, <laughs> I would rather my mum and dad were dead than have more films like this get made. <laughs> I will say that I, I will watch all this kind of shit and enjoy all of it. It's a terrible film. Terrible film. This, this one might be worse than any of the other ones we watched. No, <laughs> nothing beats Little Marines, right? Because yeah. it wasn't. It, it was inept. At least this was shot okay. <laughs> Well, I, I watched three quarters of this because I woke up in the end credits. And then um, <laughs> then I watched uh, The Room twice, back to back. Why? Because it's ten times better than this shit. Well, wow. <laughs> I, I could... There's my review. <laughs> you really think that this is worse than The Room? No, I was just being a cunt. I haven't watched that. I don't want to watch that. You <laughs> slagged that off in the last review. I'm never going to watch it. Yeah, the room is even like too bad for me to enjoy. That's the thing, though. If you hated it that much, surely it's a masterpiece then, because you can tolerate <laughs> this one. No, but this has like some charm to it. I think. No, it doesn't. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to. I have to like it. I keep getting copies, whether I like it or not. Like. Uh, Eventually, I'm going to have 25 buttercream VHS. <laughs> you know when VHS. you, because um, you got the VHS there, you know, little kids won't understand this. But back in the day, VHS uh, tapes used to get eaten quite a lot by the machine. They'd get yeah. chewed up. Even the machine wouldn't want to eat that tape. That's how bad it is. <laughs> That's why they're all surviving. I will <laughs> I will say that uh, for some reason, it didn't want to play this tape. Like, it, it kept ejecting it. <laughs> preservation. Yeah. You can always hear the machine going, nope, fuck off. <laughs> Not again. So, so I have the IMDb page up, uh-huh. right? And I just want you to read, I just want to, to say a couple of plot keywords here that they have in, in the thing. Um, and, and they get like increasingly weird because it's like gang. Okay. Friend, baseball, aunt, nephew relationship is <laughs> like, is a plot keyword. <laughs> Why? I don't know. She's in one scene, two scenes max. Yeah. Like well, this. That's to trick people into watching it because you think, oh, got a bit of incest coming on. Let's watch this film. <laughs> uh, the, like, the that's a pro gang. That's a pro for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Helping old widows with their cream. I'll watch that. <laughs> Imagine my disappointment when I turned it on. Now, I think that's why I hated it that much is with the title, I expected something completely different. Yeah, you... You did not seem too happy about uh, this film uh, because you were giving me updates while you were watching it. (laughs) And abuse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Uh, Are you going to watch the sequel with us? No. No. (laughs) This one's got like secret treasure in it. Uh, Well, well, no. (laughs) Still. All right. Uh, All right. That's fair. You know what? You know what? When I finish the film I'm going to do next, I might write a script for it and I might send it to them and see if they'll release that. Oh my one. God. Buttercream 3? Still, yeah, I'm still creaming. Go for it. <laughs> still <Yeah>. creaming. <laughs> oh no, the oh, Widow well. Jenkins fell again. Yeah. <laughs> Jump on top of her. Let's all have a go. <laughs> oh, hang on. That's a different film. 
<laughs> Check out my buttercream. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, okay, so we haven't even talked about, like, the actual plot of this movie. <laughs> yeah, we have. Their friend moves Kinda. away, and, and, yeah, and he joins a game. But, but Scott takes it upon himself to, um, you know, bring his, his friend back to the light side, right? Um, and he, he wants to fight him at first, but then his priest tells him about Gandhi. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah, and then his dad told him a war story as well. Yeah. Um I'm not sure how that played in. What happened like they had like this guy that was religious and then he died and so then all the other soldiers that were kind of assholes to him decided, "Hey, let's be religious," right? Something like that. I didn't catch it. It was one of those things where I couldn't uh, pay attention to it. I, I did rewind it, and I was like, no, I'm just not getting this. <laughs> it's <laughs> like Captain Beefheart. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> if this is a, like a film made by religious people, they failed on every level because all it made me want to do was go out and burn my local church down. <laughs> <laughs> Join a cool yeah. gang. Like Pete's oh, gang. Yeah, I want to be Pete's gang. Pete's gang have fun. <laughs> it's they they run circles around that girl. It's three 14-year-olds in the mat <laughs> on bikes. <laughs> Let's go throw firecrackers in the school, guys. <laughs> I could show them the way. This is how you fuck <laughs> shit up. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I mean, nobody's got much to say about this film, right? No. It's just when I when I first started listening to the show, you were doing um, reviews on like current films uh, or slightly <laughs> older films, and it, it was interesting. You know, I'd listen to your points of views, and sometimes I'd agree, sometimes I wouldn't. And now you're just reviewing this shit. It's like, guys, what's happened? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't even know. Like, it just happened. <laughs> You've got Trump as president, and now you're doing this sort of thing. The world's gone crazy. It is. I mean, I am going to say our show has suffered for watching this. <laughs> but the thing is, like, we keep putting, like, actual legitimate movies on a list of, like, things to do. Um, not a real list, because, you know, whatever. But then it just keeps getting, like, sidetracked for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we'll like, be like, we could review it. You know, like, it's coming out. It's got a lot of buzz. Oh, but the Buttercream Gang is what we'll choose. Yeah. But I mean, I, I understand why you wouldn't review it because you know you are B movies and ebooks. Yeah, so yeah. B movies, B movie. This is not even a B movie, dude. It, no. star- <laughs> it starts with a B. Close enough. <laughs> oh my god, we haven't done like a legitimate movie since May. <laughs> no, wait, you're wrong, right? <laughs> How are those listening figures on the up? <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's what happened. We got we got good feedback about it, and we're like, "Well, fuck it, let's just start watching bad films." Yeah. Oh my god, you're right. I thought yeah. you meant good feedback for the butter cream no, dude, gang. We, hold on. <laughs> then we watched the Belco. Belco it was June. in the middle of it. Yeah, that's one episode since May, dude. June. Also, we watched Shrunken Heads. That wasn't one of these. That's a straight up B movie. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, it was still like a made-for-TV movie. Shrunken? No, it wasn't. It was just Full Moon. Uh, like yeah, it. that's right. All right. Well, yeah. I don't want to come to America anymore. I'm going to stay in England. 
You're afraid we're someone not, will... We're yeah. normal over here. You lot are weird. I'll, I'll land and I'll get locked in a room before forced to make, watch this kind of crap. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to find you a copy. Not, not one of my three, but I'm going to find you a copy. <laughs> <laughs> and get you, I, get you. I've told you I've told you how that will end if you show up at the convention with a copy in your hand you're going to get cut uh, yeah. oh man well, I will stab you in the neck with a pen we'll, we'll see we'll see you know part of this you know that movie told me to have unconditional love and forgiveness for your friends also so. why would you give him your bike <laughs> Here, here, Matt. Here's a copy of Buttercream Gang and my bike. I'll take the bike. <laughs> All right. God. Well, yeah. So, so, did you did you know that uh, Michael D. Weatherard, who played Pete, was uh, the assistant director in Mulholland Drive? Really? Because after watching this, I'm surprised he didn't kill himself after he made it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised this film wasn't directed by Alan Smithy. <laughs> so, so, no, so no love for this movie huh no no can you give negative marks on this yeah, you know, I'll allow it. i'm yeah. gonna come over to america i'm gonna hunt down every single person that made this and i'm gonna burn them <laughs> on a crucifix <laughs> wow this is just getting just worse and worse just not a fan huh so like <laughs> four four and a half <laughs> all right I, the thing is, I actually loved it, but you know, I write extreme horror for a living, so I can't <laughs> tell people I loved it. Otherwise, you know, I'd lose readers. It was just so wholesome, you know. Hey, I don't know about y'all, but I'm definitely going to get a Creamers tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a tattoo that says Creamers. Like, no. <laughs> please have it on your neck. <laughs> it just can't be hidden. Just Creamers. <laughs> creamers. I'd get, I'd get it done on the palm of my hand. um okay yeah i'm gonna go ahead and give this a one and a half out of five go one really (laughs) that that is a flower zero for me you know i've no nothing about this was redeeming nothing (laughs) They, they might have got half a mark had they when they went to help the old widow if they didn't do like a a half an hour montage footage of bike riding and and also when they helped her, they just like helped her up, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm fine." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she didn't even break a hip; she was just faking it. <laughs> just wants attention. Oh, in the, um, in the uncut, because this was recently released on DVD, I found. Um, <laughs> in the uncut edition, uh, Pete's gang showed up first and actually gave her a kicking. They're, <laughs> they're the reason she's on the floor in the first place. <laughs> um. Okay, so nobody liked my movie. Oh, and real, real quick, what was what was up with like the other little girl gang? Like it seemed like they were going to be a plot oh, yeah, point yeah, for yeah. a second. At one yeah, point, they, they started getting a narrative, and then the guys just took it back. Yeah, right? they were like, "Oh, well, we're gonna we're gonna you know keep an eye on them." And then there was like one scene where there was one peeking out from behind a tree in the back, and then you never see him again. <laughs> That's the nice thing about the 90s, though. They didn't feel the need to include women in everything. So there's, there's a token gesture woman. That'll do now. Now, if they remade this film, it would be the, the gang would all be female. 
and all the blokes in the film would be stupid. That's that's what would happen. And again, yeah. mattshawpublications.co.uk. <laughs> you know I'm right. Look what happened with Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, this was an interesting episode. Uh, yeah. Are we going to do a real movie next week, or yeah. are we going to do Buttercream 2? You know what? I'm, uh, let's do a real movie before we lose all all uh audience because we always have a dip during the fucking uh during spooky month no one likes all the goosebumps stories like we do so yeah yeah so anyway all right okay we'll do a real movie okay we'll figure it out later (laughs) all right well matt thanks for joining us on the show thanks for letting me uh Come along and join in the fun of the, the buttercream <laughs> game. <laughs> do, you, do you have anything you'd like yeah. to to pitch? Or no, I think I've pretty much damaged my career by attacking women, so we'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> at least I didn't mention anything else that's going on in America at the moment, so there's, I've got that going for me. Yeah, I mean, there's there's absolutely nothing going on here anyway. So all I'll say is just go out, get Justin's book, Mad Dog. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's my pitch. Yeah. Very, very good. So, all right. Well, we will see you on two weeks where we record uh, or where we cover the Buttercream Gang 2. <laughs> Crest, <laughs> quest for Widow Jenkins Mountain. <laughs> uh, the curse of Widow Jenkins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're cursed <laughs> for helping her. This is Wolfman Jack. You've been listening to movies and ebooks and you can check out these crazy cats every two weeks or so on itunes stitcher and i don't know other places so anyway leave them a five star review also check them out on twitter at bne pod and subscribe to the bne master feed if you're a fan and you a real cool daddy podcast you just heard is part of the B&E Network, brought to you by bmoviesandebooks.com. Yeah.